0: Hello everyone, I'm Kennedy. And I'm Vasilis. We run Changemaker Z, a student-run initiative that aims to empower, educate, and connect Gen Zers interested in entrepreneurship.
1: We interview teenagers with impactful projects and create resources to help you change the world. If they can do it, so can you.
0: On this podcast, we discuss the logistics of creating different types of projects with Gen Zers who have already done it. We will leave our social media and website information in the description. You know what the world needs right now? More male businesses. Said no one ever. Do you know that 88% of all women-owned businesses generate less than 100K yearly? Only 4.2% of women hit $1 in annual revenue. Well, Cubicle to CEO is a media company elevating the financial footprint of women entrepreneurs through their award-winning podcasts, digital programs, and events. They are making mentorship more accessible to all women. Personally, listening to other entrepreneurs and changemakers has been a huge motivator in my life. That's part of the reason I joined InZero's to Rise. No, it's not just because I like to talk. Cubicle the CEO hosted by Ellen Yin is a weekly show bringing you case study interviews with leading entrepreneurs and CEOs so you can borrow a specific new revenue growth strategy from each guest that has already been successfully implemented into their own business. You'll love Ellen's transparent quarterly income report episodes where she shares exactly what her media company makes, spends, and profits every 90 days. Want to use the best income growth strategies from top entrepreneurs and CEOs, including Ellen herself? You can binge listen to past income reports on Cubicle to CEO today. Plus, receive free access to your first 10K month roadmap and a bonus workbook by going to our special link. I got y'all. It's zen.ai slash Gen CEO. That's zen.ai slash Gen CEO. See you there.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Gensiers to Rise podcast. I am Masilis, and I'm very excited because today we have Fatima Hussein with us today, and we are going to talk about two startups that Fatima started. The Unicorn Log and Blue Wings Technologies LLC. They are two different companies for two different reasons, so we will explain everything. Also, I'm so excited because we are in season four. This means that we already have 37 episodes and a brand new identity. If you haven't seen that, have the brand new logo, brand new artwork. You can check it out. We're really excited for that and we're waiting for your feedback. But for now, welcome Fatima.
2: Hi, thank you so much for having me. Gen Z is a great podcast. I'm really excited to be here. I've watched some of your previous episodes, and they're all really, really cool and inspiring. I'm so grateful to have this platform.
1: So nice to meet you. So tell us more about your startups and the process for that, for starting each one of them.
2: Yeah, for sure. So first, I'd like to introduce myself. So hi, everybody. My name is Fadban Hussain. I'm a high school student based in the Bay Area. And the two startups that I've founded is Bluings Technologies LLC and Unicorn Lock, as mentioned. And they're two completely different companies. So Unicorn Lock is basically a startup that I founded based on CAD. So the kind of backstory behind that startup was that I was just learning CAD and I have built my experience from learning from online courses, and I was like, I really need to implement this. And because I just enjoy doing CAD so much, it's something I can never get never get bored of. And I really do recommend it for anybody to check that out if you don't know what that is. Um, so basically CAD is computer-assisted design where you can use platforms such as Visual 360 which is what I use, and you can create tangible models which you can transport to a 3D printer, and they'll print out that model for you. And so I just found that whole kind of route really, really fascinating. And I decided to get a 3D printer and start printing some of the cool things that I could with Fusion 360. And so that's exactly what I did. Like I printed a bunch of stuff. I think my first print was a cat and then I started printing Mickey Mouse and a shark. So just I just kind of played around with it and played around with my 3D printer. And the whole experience was really, really exciting. And that's when I kind of decided that maybe I should create my own sort of product and then maybe I'll see where that takes me. So I have two younger brothers and they love to touch my things and love to just fiddle around with all my things without permission. And I have one baby brother, which sometimes is difficult for him to open cabinets, but somehow he figured it out. So I was like, maybe I should create some sort of child log for my brother to utilize. And I was thinking first, maybe go on Amazon, look at the current child logs, you know, see what they're doing good or what they're struggling in. And I've read you know the comments and the suggestions and the reviews and I saw you know what they're good at and what they're bad at and then I just kind of combined all the good things in those locks into one lock and so after multiple multiple iterations I finally did get the lock that I wanted but it was definitely a lot and a lot of iterations. I think maybe 15 or 16 that I fiddled around with Fusion 360 and then I it was also my first introduction to kind of 3D printing and working with a slicer. So you know what a slicer is? A slicer is basically a soft, kind of like the middleman between your pad, for
0: instance, I use Fusion 360 and your 3D printer. So what advice do you have for people trying to start their own organization or company?
2: So I think not only was networking with Houston that fueled my startup, but also looking at the soft skills aspect of it. I think networking also definitely helped a lot. So before I created my two startups, I already had a personal website, which you can find at fatmosan.com. And I already had a LinkedIn and my Instagram was pretty based on the stuff that I've achieved and the wars that I've gone and so on and so forth. And so I already had some sort of basis for me. I kind of had a sort of Different types of platforms for people to reach out, people to look at. If I reach out to them to see, you know, if I was credible, and that totally makes sense. Like, if somebody would reach out to you, of course, you would go on their platform and see what they're all about. And so, my biggest advice would be before starting any startup, before starting all that stuff, would be to definitely create a reputation for yourself and. The first thing that I did was create a LinkedIn and then post my job experience, my volunteer experience, my awards, my honors, my achievements, and also be really, really involved with, my, with your community. I found it was really, really helpful. So I did a lot of volunteering events and I still continue to do that. And I found that I could kind of leverage the connections that I made in my local community to kind of reach out about Unicorn you know, Lock and you know, ask, hey, can you test this out? Can you tell me what works, what doesn't? And I found that to be really, really helpful and kind of sped up the process of garnering feedback.
1: Do you have any networking strategies?
2: My other thing would be that I found mentorship to be really, really useful in this time because Unicorn Lock was my first startup. And it's, you know, totally okay to reach out for other people for help. And that's exactly what I did, you know, people that I thought I could utilize effectively. So I started first in marketing and then actually working with my three. 30- in prototypes or reach out to different people for the marketing aspect and then different people on LinkedIn for the 3D printing or the CAD designing aspect and I think kind of leveraging those connections that you have and also even reaching out to people that you are even like, connected with and kind of giving a brief introduction of yourself that I found really really effective and especially as a youth entrepreneur like it's really surprising to see how many people are willing to help you because, you know, you're just so young and you have so much ahead of you. And if you're starting at all this soon, like a high school student, then, you know, people can really like pick you out from that bunch and be like, oh, you know, this person is, or you are doing really, really good at such a young age and I'd love to help you. So you, um, leveraging your youth is actually really, really helpful. You know, making sure that you have like student in your bio or telling them that you're a high school student kind of sets you out from the other people that are reaching out to them because most of them who are planning on making a startup are probably college students or people who have graduated from college so you can definitely leverage that and i definitely did and i found that it was a great return on investment and for the actual startup itself so what i've done for that startup is i've created a linkedin portfolio for that startup so people can check that out and then reach out to that um, reach out to that page if they have any questions or want to learn more. And it's also great for getting mentorship opportunities. And second would be to, I also create a website for my Unicorn Lock startup. Honestly, anything suffices. Like I created a Wix website. You could go on and create a website and host it on Netlify. That's what I've done previously. And it's worked perfectly too. Just whatever showcases that website
0: um, just as fast as you can. I would love to, those are some great tips. I I would love to ask, like, if you had any advice on, you know, maybe what's worked for you creating a LinkedIn page, because I know, like, um, once you get to college, you know, if you don't have a LinkedIn page, it's something you should really focus on developing because, you know, jobs are on there looking for you. um, So there's no reason not to have a LinkedIn page. Have you found anything helpful? Do you have any tips on building, like, a good site?
2: Yeah, definitely. So going back to like the LinkedIn page, yeah, I learned about LinkedIn when I was maybe like going into high school, and I was like, oh, I wish I found out found out about this sooner because there's just so many opportunities on LinkedIn. And everybody that I've met who's done well on LinkedIn or who even is on LinkedIn, just there's, I've heard nothing bad about LinkedIn. Like they also have a jobs panel which you can reach out, and the algorithm is so so amazing of LinkedIn. Like most of the jobs that I've seen. Most of them apply to me and I'm like, this, this is crazy how effective this algorithm is. And I highly, highly encourage anybody to leverage LinkedIn. It doesn't matter like how old you are. I definitely recommend just start creating an account and putting any experience that you have on there and also making connections, like reaching out to people who you find interesting. You know, you can put in keywords in the search bar. Like if you're interested in 3D printing or CAD, that's what I did. I just searched up CAD, 3D printing and a bunch of results came up. Um, and the people who are specialized in those areas and it was really easy reaching out to them once you have a portfolio base you have a good profile picture you know people would love to reach out to you like I know some people have reached out to me and I haven't even hesitated on you know helping them or if they have any questions or anything like that and secondly would be to also if you are interested in meeting other people um, virtually you can also create a cal- Calendly which is kind of a platform where you can send that link to other people and they can schedule a time to meet with you instead of like going back and forth like hey did this time work with you and they say no that's just kind of tedious so I found Calendly to be really really useful I just send it to the people who I'm interested in meeting and they just you know they have no problems they just they just schedule and then it also automatically creates a zoom link for you so you can just meet through there and then something else that I also found helpful when seeking mentorship opportunities as these people are really professional, right? So you want to make sure that you are reciprocating that professionalism. And what I did is I created agendas of what I wanted to be covered in that meeting and then I send it to them or I added it on the calendar. Right so, they, right, so they can take a look at that and they can add on any other thing that they might find effective. And, you know, during my meetings, I've had my, men- my mentors tell me that, oh, this is really good how you create this agenda. And there's sometimes, you know, they're really surprised And I found that kind of funny because I feel like, you know, someone's being professional, you should also be willing to reciprocate that and put in as much effort as they are putting for you.
0: I feel like it shows that you really care too. Like you're taking initiative to kind of lead. And also you're like leading the meeting. Like you get, this is your time too, you know, that you're giving. So you get to kind of plan accordingly and you get the most out of each everyone's time. Um, I wanted to uh, just kind of ask you because we talked a lot about CAD and all of that, but also your second startup, a little bit more on what you're working on there.
2: Yeah, for sure. So my second startup is an LLC corporation, and it's a bit more different than Unicorn Law. So an LLC corporation is basically kind of a more formal way of calling it a business because I did like all the paperwork for that. So. It's a bit more formal in that regard, but basically I created this LLC corporation to kind of publish iOS games and just make them you know entertaining and fun and kind of a company where I could publish those types of games. So basically the reason why I created it and instead not just like upload my apps was because I was um, recently going into a rabbit hole about learning about xcode and swift which is basically ios app development and i found that stuff really really interesting i was like i need to make an app which you know that i find interesting and i feel like other people find interesting and so i created a blackjack app because i really enjoy like the whole idea of playing card games and that just really really spied in me and i've been playing card games and like games similar to poker my whole life, but without like the actual betting aspect, of course. Um, and I found that really, really interesting when I saw, you know, the apps that are currently on the Apple Store is kind of too messy or this, it's kind of inconvenient because there's just so many buttons and it's not as simplistic as it could be. So that's what I set out to do and By finally creating my own app after, you know, doing Google drawings, writing a flowchart to kind of understand where I want my app to go and, you know, draw templates to see how I want the UI to look like, I finally did create the app. And then when I created my Apple developer account, it said that I was on, so I was like just a sole proprietorship, which means that it was just me. It wasn't an organization. When I first uploaded the Blackjack jackpots app, it said that I couldn't do it because it had like embedding aspect to it even though like the person doesn't spend any money and I was really annoyed at that because they didn't mention it in their terms and conditions or they didn't mention it previously when I just put it on the beta testing app which is called Testify which is a app that they have for beta testing they they were totally fine with me putting on there but not with me putting in the apple store so I reached out to a few people but they weren't they didn't really have that problem. So I was like, maybe I should just try it and see what I can do.
0: Why did you choose LLC as the type of blue wings technology organization? And how did you solve the age restrictions for this type of organization?
2: So what I did was I noticed that they mentioned that I had to be an organization, I had to be a business-based organization where I you know, filed paperwork with the California State of Secretary and this and that so I was like oh my god this is really really tedious do I really have to do this and they're like yeah you really have to do this because I cost Apple support and whatnot and so in the end what I did is I just it was pretty simple actually like filing the startup all I did was I went on the California State of Secretary site and then it asked me to you know which startup do you want there's I think there's another type of corporation but I chose LLC because um one of My one of my connections um, said that I should create an LLC because it's much more effective. So that's what I did, I created an LLC, which is is the LLC at the end of Googling Technologies LLC. And so I created that startup and then I had to like file a few more things. And it was honestly a pretty, that aspect was pretty easy. I think it was just the aspect of figuring out what to do because my app got denied was kind of, I think the harder part. But actually filing, it was pretty easy, you know, you just go to your respective state and then you file the necessary papers that they give you. And it's pretty easy. I think I, I only to do two or three papers. And so after that, you know, I got like a current congratulations, you have been registered. But then I had another problem where I'm basically a minor, meaning that I wasn't 18 years old. And if you're a minor trying to have stake in the LLC corporation, then... You need somebody older than 18, so preferably a parent or a guardian. And so that's where my dad came in. Like, he basically it's on my name, but he's the one kind of controlling everything in a way that only he kind of has access to editing the files until I'm of age, until I'm over 18, and they'll hand everything to me. But honestly, I just kind of go on his, he just forwards me all the emails and I just tell him what to reply with. So, in a way, I kind of have all the control over that. And from there I also created a website because I needed to create a website in order Okay, yeah. And there's another process where I actually have to register the organize the startup on the Apple developer account. So that was I think as tedious as trying to figure out what to do after my app got denied. Cuz that was actually kind of confusing and I had to also reach out to the Apple help customer support to ask them, you know, what do I do from here? And it was kind of I'm not going to lie, that call was kind of useless because it didn't really help me that much. But from there, from there I was like, okay, I'm just going to figure this out on my own. So I did, and then they're asking me to create some sort of ID so I had to reach out to a third party company to create the ID, register with my company. And then I had to create a website, so I just did that using Google Sites, you know, just really quick. And then once that was all done, it was like great, you're good to go. And then I just published my app, and then you know it gave me like a few feedback because I don't remember what the feedback was. But then I had to submit it again, and then it worked perfectly. So you can actually find my app on the app stores. It's called Blackjack Jackpot Cards.
1: In one phrase, which sort of was more challenging to create, and why?
2: I think they're both pretty on the same level but I would say because I had to because of the formalities that came with doing technologies LLC that took more longer but was not necessarily more harder I think because I just you know reached out to some people to kind of guide me on what to do it was much more easier than me kind of
0: figuring out everything for myself that's amazing because because even, like, when you were talking about how it was a struggle, like, you were like, oh, do I really have to file this thing? I feel like most people would have given up there. And, like, I feel like a lot of, um, like, some of the words, like, if you don't know, like, it's kind of confusing, so it feels overwhelming. Um, but I always say, like, if there's something new and I don't know a lot about it, it's just like, it's just because I don't know the vocabulary yet. It doesn't mean it's going to be too hard for me to do or anything like that. So that's really amazing that you stuck through and you pushed through. To get your companies going. Um, do you feel like, is having a STEM background helpful when it comes to creating a startup?
2: I think it didn't really help me that much in the actual creation process of the startup, like filing the thing, filing for just for building technologies. It didn't help me with filing the paperwork. I didn't really get to utilize my technical side in that term. I think what helped me the most was just re- persevering through it I think was the most helpful so I think when creating those startups what I found to be kind of overtook my other qualities was determination and perseverance and having that passion to continue creating that startup despite all the obstacles that come in the way so it's more I think about the qualities the traits that that person is equipped with is what's actually going to get them far because you know even with a STEM background like the personality of some of a human is 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 kind of fixed unless you know they're really 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 will, willing to work on themselves. But I think the core traits are kind of fixed, especially if they've been like that for a while. But in terms of building out your technical skills, that's something you can always always improve on. And I think when even when networking, the the skills that kind of overpowered the others was having the ability to write properly and message people engagingly so then they'd reach out to me and having like a good and bubbly personality I think is what kind of ropes people in.
1: So would you like to tell us more about your work trying to get more women involved in the STEM field like how can we decrease the gender gap in STEM or anything like that?
2: Yeah for sure so I've done a lot of I've worked with a lot of organizations who are based to kind of help women in stem like for instance there's an organization called better tomorrow who had a global fundraising event where i was able where i had the opportunity to speak about bridging the gender gap in stem and then i've also talked to like a hackathon which was female-led and for females and non-binary individuals about ios development but you know i was incorporated in their so that was really fun. So I think um, most of the things that I do is kind of helping women in STEM. Like I've, a lot of the talks that I've given has been tailored to women in STEM. And some things that I'm actively doing besides, you know, giving those talks and inspiring other women is that I'm kind of helping out my local community. So there's a robotics club in my high school called UBHS Robotics. And when I first signed up, I realized that there was only one female officer. And she um, she wasn't that actively involved with the uh, the year below us because she was treasurer. And so I was really, I found myself kind of wishing that, oh, I wish I had, you know, uh, somebody who, a female who was holding an officer position that I was directly working with, such as the directors of education. And so I was like, and I noticed that there were very few girls this year and i was like oh we have to do something about it and so that's why i actually signed up to be a director of education it was because i kind of realized that you know i feel like women ha- should hold more officer positions especially in very stem driven clubs such as robotics because i think that will you know, I feel like if I were to sign up for a STEM-based club and I saw a female officer, I'd be more inclined to join that club. And I feel like a lot of us women can say the same. You know, having the officer who's female kind of gives you that research, like, oh, if she can do it, I can too. You know what I mean? And I think that's sort of like just holding leadership positions so I can aim to inspire other women in STEM, is kind of my priorities when I join these STEM clubs because I mean I I, under, I understand sometimes you know women can feel a bit uncomfortable when they're in a class where it's 90% men right that can be a little overwhelming and uncomfortable so I think having somebody who maybe is a year older than you or having a friend you know who's also a woman in STEM can just Help fuel your passion for STEM so so much because um, there was like this study called the Great Steep or the Great Decline where there's a huge huge decline in women um, engaging in STEM fields from the ages of like eight to eighteen, and that's I found really crazy how it can start from the age as young as eight.
0: That's so amazing and like it like you said it. I agree. It's so important if you're actually like get to see someone you know like you. And it helps so much, you know, that you're not alone. Um, Well, that is, we've come to another end of an episode. Thank you so much, Fatima, for joining us today. Um, I love, we love learning about your two uh, startups, uh, the Blackjack and the Unicorn Lock. So guys, if you want to hear more and keep connected with Fatima, we're going to have all of her social medias and LinkedIn um listed in the description and also you said blackjack was available on the app Store day
2: yes blackjack cards yeah. oh it's not on google play but i promise i am working towards that because i just gone to ios and i'm switching to
0: android too all right well it'll be on google play soon enough then so thank you so much again for joining us and uh don't forget to follow us at gen Zers to rise and stay tuned for more podcast episodes. Until then, don't forget to change the world. Bye. Thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. We had such a great time. Make sure to leave us a review. If you want more Changemakers content, you can follow us on Instagram at Jen's Ears to Rise and on Facebook at changemaker Z.